0: Welcome to The Extra, the show that connects you to the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. Well, every year, students across the state and across the nation, in fact, are forced to fill out what's called FAFSA, And today we're going to be talking about how that affects students who are attending uh, colleges, universities, community colleges, uh, even culinary institutes It might have an impact. And because every year students are required to fill out FAFSA in order to qualify for financial aid. So joining us right now, we're so pleased to have with us Jason Gonzalez, who's the author of a new article on the publication called Chalkbeat that tackles all things education-minded. And Jason, you wrote a story and researched this story talking about the delay in the new FAFSA form. So uh, first of all, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Jason, uh, for those who don't know what FAFSA is, uh, why don't you lay it on us?
1: All right, so FAFSA stands for the Free Application for Federal Student Aid. And it's pretty um, simple in terms of what it will do. Uh, It's not simple to fill out, but it's simple in what it uh, it does, and that opens up free money from the federal government for some students who are income eligible, and also scholarships uh, for students to go to college. So it's really just a, a basis for colleges um, to assess what financial need is among families and, and the students who will be attending their college.
0: Why did the U.S. Department of Education decide that they needed to change up FAFSA?
1: So this is a, a years-long years process. Um, uh, change that uh, took place um, this year uh, in terms of uh, getting it going. And um, what they're trying to do is uh, make it m- a lot more simple. So the, the form um, over the years has been very long. Uh, it consists of more than 100 questions, and, and they've actually narrowed that down some. And so this new, the better FAFSA, as they call it, Um, will be 20 questions for um, students and it should take uh, much less time uh, according to the federal government.
0: So when I hear you say, well, it's a simpler questionnaire, it narrows it down to 20 questions or so. Uh, I worry, if and, and on behalf of families who may be counting on some of this financial aid, that there may be students who all of a sudden are not seen as qualifying for some of those scholarships or other grant money.
1: The federal government at this point has said that the new simpler form will actually... Um, is expected to cause more students to, to want to do this um, because many will just give up in the middle of it. So, um, well, the, the big issue right now is more of a delay in, in when it's coming out. It's typically um, in October, uh, and right now we're not expected to see anything until December, possibly by December 31st. Um, we're just not sure when it's going to drop, and that really takes a lot of time away from families and students to fill out that form for counselors to help students. Um, so while everyone uh, is kind of celebrating the simpler form, the real issue right now is the delay and what's happening during this time, which is that students' families are not filling this
0: Right. And, and in the meantime, they also, I, I'm sure, uh, will be in just a hurry to start filling it out come December 31st when it's available. Can that lead to mistakes?
1: It, it might. Um, you know, there's always a, a process of um, going back over this, verifying information. So mistakes happen every year. Um, but I, I think counselors, because they haven't had a lot of time with this uh, form, uh, they've, they've obviously received some training, looked at what it's going to be, how it's going to consist, uh, uh, what questions, um, they kind of have an idea of what it's going to look like. But in terms of how students and families start filling this out without much guidance, without counselors in front of them, because you know, that's uh, this could be dropping during the time when many students are out on break. Um, and they might want to get ahead, they do worry that the, that there will be some mistakes or that students might not have everything they need. Um, so that support system that's typically there um, in October will likely not be there um, when this drops in December.
0: Yeah, I, I went to one of those seminars. It was extremely helpful, but uh, it was interesting because the initial seminar uh, that they planned on it had to be canceled for snow, so missed out on that opportunity. And then there was another opportunity. They had some morning uh, availabilities, but I work in the mornings. And so the evening availability didn't happen for another couple of weeks. And like you said, it was almost, it was lovely, but it was almost a little too late because, you know, it, it, we had been advised to start filling it out before then. Um, let's talk about it. When, have they given explanations for why the delay
1: it, the explanation is that um, creating the systems around this has been uh, slow, uh, so the, it, it's just caused delayed and, and revamping this um, whole uh, application. So it, it definitely has taken more time than um, I think advocates want, those who uh, call for the changes. And um, right now, we just have to be patient as that, that uh, uh, comes through. Um, but it does cause, uh, as as we've mentioned, a lot of issues um, for students and families. Um, in the meantime, counselors are asking uh, students to to create portfolios of the information that they might need. Um, at, uh, they're asking them to create federal online accounts called FSA IDs, in which are essentially is just um, a way for the federal government to uh, identify you, know that you are the student who will be filling this out, family that will be filling this out. Um, And then students can also uh, go online and and use the federal student aid calculator, um, which will give them an idea of about how much money they could get from um, um, federal aid. So there are things you can do um, while the federal government works through getting this uh, form Uh, perfected, I guess, Uh, I'm guessing there might be some problems, maybe not, we'll see what happens in terms of the technology side, but hopefully it all kind of goes off without a hitch, and and all of the prep work that counselors have done makes it very easy for students um, in the spring when they are able to get in front of counselors to, to work through this.
0: And Jason, this contains very sensitive financial information on every student that's applying as well as their parents, and that information really has to be guarded. So if they're taking more time to make sure that information is guarded and uh, is not going to be found on the dark web or anywhere, maybe we can have a little patience with the delays. Um, We need to take a short break here. Jason Gonzalez is our guest today. We're talking about the new FAFSA form, what it's about, what it does. And why a delay in getting it open to students and parents is uh, happening, and what can be done about it. We have more of the extra coming your way. Keep on listening to KRDO News Radio. We're back with Jason Gonzalez, the author of a new report that appeared in Chalkbeat, that's an education publication, and it's about the delay in the new FAFSA form release and how it's left students in limbo and possibly putting college financial aid at risk. So, Jason, for our listeners... um, and I'm gonna explain what I think is my understanding of financial aid, but maybe not, is that the government through these FAFSA forms determines what a family can afford as far as a, a student's year at college in the year ahead. And then above that are opportunities for financial aid. Is that correct?
1: That is correct, yes.
0: So Jason, this runs the gambit of what?
1: So, for a student who's receiving the maximum amount of federal, what's called Pell grants, so that's uh, free money from the federal government, that's about $7,400 for the year. Um, and that goes towards um, you know, tuition, books, et cetera, for, for how the, the student needs to spend that. And then um, the school might step in, because what, what happens with this is once um, the federal government sends over the uh, information to the school that the student has applied to, they will then say, hey, we have other opportunities available to you to help offset how much you're paying. Um, so you might get uh, scholarships um, and, and other institutional grants. but. If you're, you're receiving the full amount, again, 7,400, and that might drop down based on your income level, um, and, and but no matter what, free, free money from the federal government is always really helpful to any student who's worried about um, the cost of college, especially um, students who are from low-income backgrounds who really worry about this. So um, there are opportunities by filling out um, the FAFSA to then help them with the college um, process and college paying process.
0: Yeah, I, I was uh, relaying to you before we started uh, this show how uh, I've been on a chat board. My daughter goes to college. Last year was the first year, or this this year, actually. Technically, it's still the fall semester. Uh, and it was the first year. And seeing some of the families, because you do, you know, have FAFSA make a return, but then these colleges, and if you're a first-time college applicant, you're applying to a bunch of different colleges, and, and the kids are waiting to hear back from those colleges. As to what their financial picture might mean, and it can really impact their choices.
1: Yes, it it really can. I mean, students are are every year are making this decision based on what um, schools are telling them in terms of their aid packages, and this by moving this into December and and maybe by December 31st at the very latest, um, you know, that means that schools then won't be able to start awarding uh, or rather sending over what are called offer letters um, to students until maybe uh, mid-February, the latest, probably March, April. I mean, that's less time for a student to, to really make that choice about what their financial picture looks like, why a school makes financial sense to them. Um, and so the worry from Adkis is that, Maybe students decide, you know what, I, I don't have it. This is a really tight timeline. I don't want to make this decision right now. So they hold off or they don't go at all. Um, and we know that um, you know, filling out the FAFSA is, is, uh, has a direct correlation to students showing up. Uh, we just don't know what a, a delay of this magnitude means for students who um, are filling this out and then maybe making that decision in the fall and really not having the time um, to, to really understand what their financial picture looks like. It's a huge financial investment for students and families, um, and it's the biggest concern among uh, every student uh, that I talk to, and, and national polls have, have shown that it's a huge concern. So we'll, we'll see how this delay impacts uh, the college-going process and, and whether or not students are showing up next fall.
0: Yeah, because uh, right now it sounds like uh, FAFSA participation uh, may have been impacted by the complexity of it. This year, it may be impacted by the timing of it.
1: Yeah, and, and I guess, uh, you know, the hope is that if, if we can get this right this year um, and and uh, next year, this will be a lot easier to really create more access points for students and it should just a kind of helped the process entirely. But um, this year is just um, really a bit of an anomaly from everything that I've seen from FAFSA, um, besides sort of the COVID uh, period, which was, I think, an anomaly for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. But this is, this is really a, a, a tough period, and a lot of students are, are waiting and, and worried about this. Um, and even, even students uh, who are in college now are worried about you know, having to fill this back out. They know generally from their past experience when uh, the FAFSA has dropped, when they're able to fill this all out because they're in college now. And so they wanna get that filled out so they have the money to continue on. Um, and schools are just doing their best to really notify students to say, hey, like, there, you gotta wait, you just have to, to but it'll be uh, hopefully much easier to re- go back and recertify your information and get all your information back into FAFSA. So. Um, It it has a a kind of twofold effect of of the students who are trying to enter into college uh, in in the fall and all those who are enrolled now who who are not sure about what their, their financial aid renewal is going to look like because of the delay.
0: Jason Gonzalez is our guest today. He's a journalist who did a deep dive into FAFSA, which is otherwise known known as the Federal Financial Aid Free Application. It's actually Free Application for Federal Financial Aid. Our government loves its acronyms, doesn't it? Um, We need to take a break here, Jason. Uh, When we come back more, we're going to be talking to Jason now about how this is looked at by the higher education community? That when the extra continues, we're back with the second half hour of the extra, and our guest today, uh, reporter Jason Gonzalez, who has written a an article for Chalkbeat, the online education publication, and it's called "Delay in New FAFSA Form Release Leaves Students in Limbo, Possibly Puts Their College Financial Aid." at risk. So, Jason, the Department of Education conducted this overhaul, and we don't know exactly who was calling for it. Do you think it was higher education that was calling for it, all those financial aid offices?
1: Um. So, I, I actually have a long history with this. I was in Tennessee when uh, Senator Lamar Alexander, then Senator Lamar Alexander, was calling this. And he had a lot of higher education folks um, who were saying, "Hey, this needs to be simplified." He uh, carried that legislation, uh, and my favorite thing is he used to uh, pull out a FAFSA form and let it drop to the floor and hold it over his head, and it would be all the way on the floor. And he said, "This is how long it is." Um, it was it was overwhelming, um, you know. It, it's no more overwhelming form, and, and he just liked to visualize that, um, and so he really pushed for that. A lot of ad- advocates in the higher education space, whether um, as folks who care about uh, access for uh, families who typically don't are represented in college, wanted to make this easier. Just And so it, it went through. Um, and as, and now they've been working on this um, revamp for um, for some time. And, and actually, we knew about the delay in March. And, and they had always said it would probably be December, um, but we it recently got the update that it would be by December 31st. So we know it's coming out here. Um,
0: and so those financial aid offices somewhat welcoming the simplified form uh, definitely going to be hard pressed it sounds like to process all of that for those students and I have a feeling we're going to be talking about this way into the spring um, the, the The idea with FASA is you do have to fill it out every year the student who's going to college for say four years every year you have to fill it out prior to the academic year ahead um, is the new form I mean one way they could simplify it would be to carry over all the information that they could.
1: Yeah and the, I think there's going to be some um, system connections there that make it easier for tax information um, for these students. So it, it should be um, really actually streamlined in that sense. Uh, so maybe a little bit easier for students just overall um, from the, the, the first time filling it out to the you know first, second, third, or fourth, whatever time filling it out, it might be for them. So, um, you know, really connecting systems and making it shorter is, uh, you know, was the goal through all of this.
0: So we have a delay this year. Do you think this delay will continue in years to come or can we really tell? I mean, I know this wasn't the goal. We,
1: we really can't tell at this point. I mean, um, the, I think the hope is that all the the wrinkles get ironed out in uh the spring uh and you know it just uh, hums along from there uh you know with this year the the real concern is that because of that delay i mean about half of all students fill this out from october to december um so i don't think the federal government wants another delay i think they want to figure this out um, this year. And, I, and advocates across the country who really call for, for uh, more higher education access want the federal government to figure this out as soon as possible and, and make sure that there are no problems when this does uh, drop um, in, in December.
0: Okay, we have much more to discuss with you, but I want to make sure we take a break because the next segment we're going to be launching into how much does the cost of education, how is that affecting attendance and FAFSA applications and and is there a correlation uh, to you know the cost and, and how many kids are actually taking advantage of higher education? We'll have that when the extra continues. You're listening to KRDO news Radio. We're back with KRDO News Radio's The Extra Show. And our guest today, Jason Gonzalez, uh, a reporter who has done a deep dive into a delayed release for the FAFSA, which is the free application for financial student aid. Did I get that right?
1: You did.
0: Okay. So so when we're talking about uh, the college-going rate across the state, I understand that uh, the most recent year that we have uh, numbers for, which was 2021 graduation, there was a decrease, and it came on top of a decrease from the year before. Now, they thought that might be the effects of the pandemic. How much, though, is it the cost of education just getting so high? And, and does that maybe... I don't know, stymie some families, some students and parents from filling out uh, this FAFSA? And,
1: and you're correct. I mean, there there definitely was a, a COVID impact through all of this um, in terms of, of college going. It, overall, what we've seen is from, from Gen Z students is that they are more wary of the cost of, of going to college. Um, it's, you know, they're, they're worried about student debt. Um, and how much tuition is going to, to cost them? But they do uh, really see that um, education beyond high school is necessary. So there's there's a little bit of a, a concern uh, aspect from Gen Z, but there's also a um, understanding that this is necessary for their um, for their their job prospects for the things that they need to be successful into the future. But um, it, I mean. Austin college has has definitely become more of a topic in the last few years um, since COVID. The students are are definitely more uh, cost aware and 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 they don't want to uh, get into high debt. Uh, the the I, obviously the student debt conversation has has been forefront in in, in the last few years around education. So you know they they're watching all of this sort of. Um, um, unfold, and they're very, very worried about what that's going to mean to them into the future and really being as conscious as possible about what it's uh, going to take to get their education.
0: And now racial and ethnic gaps are something that I think the educational community has been concerned about when it goes uh, comes to like high school students who go on to college enrolling at uh, disproportionately lower rates than their counterparts. Um, you know 35% versus 54% of all students. Again, this, these are from a couple of years back, the latest uh, time when we got numbers. But when you're talking about a form that's that complicated, Even with translated forms, there are a lot of families where maybe uh, there is a racial or a language gap where they are just going to shy away from those. Does simplifying it maybe make those forms more accessible?
1: That's the hope. Uh, It really is that that this is uh, going to Uh, be such an easier process that that a lot more students are going to want to fill this out, especially from um, low-income families, and and those tend to be predominantly from uh, uh, different racial groups other than white. So the hope is that this uh, uh, is able to get them to to take a a very simple application form, uh, fill it out, uh and then it's it's you know goes off to the federal government i obviously there's always concern among um different groups uh, about the information that you need to provide obviously there's a lot of tax information in there um and identification information in there um and some students aren't eligible I mean, we we have um students who are um not, uh, undocumented who uh, need help to getting to college they they might be classified as out of the state students so in Colorado, we also have the, the what's known as the CAFSA, which is our um, uh, own uh, application for financial aid and also makes them eligible for in-state tuition uh, here in Colorado. So that's that's another avenue for them to be able to take advantage of that. Um, but you're you're right. I mean, the, the numbers over the years have um, showed that uh, there are huge racial divides in who gets to college. Um, and uh, hopefully the the FAFSA helps um, make that a little bit easier for some. But I, I think most uh, folks who work with students um, who are uh, less likely to get to college um, really know that they not just it's not just the FAFSA uh, conversation. It's it's a lot of other conversation that we need to talk about with those those students uh, about what's the right academic fit what's the right financial fit um how is the culture on campus and, and um so those are you know there there is a um, a financial filling out the financial aid process to that but there's there's a lot that also goes into that and still a lot of more work that needs
0: to be done Right. Because uh, this is asking financial information. And uh, I've noticed because I did uh, work with a a youngster, a friend of my daughter's who uh, wasn't going to apply to college. And I said, you know, we've got these free application days. Let's do it. You know, why not? Why wouldn't you try? And um, but then you get to you have to fill out the FAFSA. And that became a stumbling block because uh, the student was not really keen on pressing his parents for financial information. It it really was not something that they liked to talk about. And so, uh, you know, when you're talking about something that has to be filled out in order for kids to apply to get certain financial aid that they may be deserving of, uh, you know, simplification would be nice. But I think also there's uh, the amount of disclosure that's needed as well that uh, can bring someone to tears. I'm the one who was brought to tears. <laughs> it was very frustrating. That was my first try at it, and it was not with my own child. So I, it got a little better last year, but I think there were still some tears that were threatening. Um, in our final uh, minute here or so, Jason, can you just uh, explain to our audience what the takeaway is from this? I mean, will will financial aid be drying up? Will it go too fast? I mean, what's the takeaway?
1: Uh, I I don't think you should worry about it drying up too fast. The the takeaway from this is uh, really that that the the form will be easier. Uh, Yes, it's delayed, but the hope is that it will be better for students, families into the future, and um, that this will really create uh, just a better college-going process for um, so many students who have not, like like that story, who have not seen themselves um, in as as going to college for various reasons, uh, especially on the financial side. Uh, but what you described is, is all too common, um, and I really uh, encourage, uh, students who are worried about this kind of thing to talk to high school counselors. You could talk to colleges that you're applying to or thinking about applying to. They'll connect you with financial, um, aid folks who will help you. So, um, and, and so there are, there are ways to get the, the help and really talk through, uh, any problems that students are, are seeing, um, and hopefully this will just be, uh, a little bit easier process into the, the, the future
0: and we'll cross fingers that it doesn't face a delay next year. Hopefully it'll be in October, the normal month for that FAFSA release. And uh, because as we mentioned earlier, this is something that college students, uh, it's not just for incoming freshmen, graduating seniors that they have to fill out. This is something that every person in higher education uh, either needs to fill out, sometimes you can't even you know, continue on in school without filling it out, but uh, you won't definitely won't get any financial aid continuing if you're not filling this out. Every single year, you're in that institute. Well, thank you so much, Jason Gonzalez, our guest today. We appreciate it, Jason.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: And we'll make sure to link the full article up on our KRDO podcast page. You can find that under com slash radio. I'm your host, Shannon Brinius. Thanks for listening to The Extra.